everybody. Welcome back to Popcorn for Dinner. This is Jeff. This is Kelly. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. We're going to release this uh, early this week to just put it out on Thanksgiving because it just mm. makes sense. Yeah. Because uh, we're doing we're doing a Thanksgiving movie. We're doing the Thanksgiving movie because there aren't Thanksgiving movies. I don't <laughs> care what people say. <laughs> Thanksgiving is not a Thanksgiving movie. <laughs> just does not count. Some movies might have bits of Thanksgiving mm-hmm. in it or be set like around Thanksgiving yeah. technically. But they're not as central a plot point, uh, which I mean, it's not like it's well, that. But, wasn't uh, wasn't the other one Freebirds? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the animated movie about mm-hmm. turkeys going back in time to take turkeys off the Thanksgiving menu, which yeah. is, I think, I guess that's as like literal of yeah. having Thanksgiving <laughs> being the movie being about Thanksgiving, like yeah. <laughs> literally, not about the holiday that it yeah, came, but, but about the, the origin. Of yeah, it. the actual thing. So yeah, we watched uh, me for the. Seven millionth time, Kelly for the first planes, trains, and automobiles. The John Hughes, uh, I mean, classic, really. Um, obviously, like I said, I've watched it a billion times over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so for you, I guess my sort of first question would be like, I know that you've seen uh, Cool Runnings, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that you've seen like Home Alone mm-hmm. that John Candy has a little part in. Uh, I know Uncle, you, Buck. Uncle Buck, Blues Brothers. So mm-hmm. for John Candy, this is not your first time watching a movie with him as like the lead. Right. What about Steve Martin? Steve Martin, I have seen Father of the Bride. Okay. And uh, Bringing Down the House okay. with Queen Latifah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but... two very different eras of <laughs> yeah. Steve Martin. Exactly. Uh, um, <laughs> looks exactly the same, but two different eras. <laughs> he aged very well. I mean, he aged immediately and then stayed that age forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I had seen, you know, I enjoy Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. I enjoy John Candy. Mm-hmm. I did not enjoy this movie. Really? Um, yeah, I'm going to piss a lot of people off, I know. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of bored. Like, I, one of my notes is, I, at the end note to to sum it all up was, um overall boring and predictable like i (laughs) i understand the love behind it and and why everyone adores it it just wasn't for me i did enjoy all of the uh random ass cameos that there were yeah like jotted down a few of them like uh kevin bacon yeah that was fun and then uh ben stein Mm -hmm. later on um the woman from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes. Yeah, Edie Edie Clerg or something like that. I forget what mm-hmm. her name is. Yeah, as the the rental. Yeah, the rental clerk lady. Yeah. I feel like I'm missing someone. I mean, I don't know how much you know Michael McKeon, but he was the state trooper at the end that pulls him over. I figured that was someone. Yeah, he's. Uh, I just couldn't. Spinal Tap and a whole oh, bunch it's of those. Been a uh, long time since I've seen yeah. Spinal Tap. Yeah, but like. Boring in what way? Like the story is boring or the jokes are boring or? The fact that it's about commuting. <laughs> like you're in a plane, you're in a bus, or you're on a train, then you're on a bus, and then you're in a taxi, and you're in the back of like it's just a lot of just them sitting around. <laughs> and like, yeah, they're great, but like there's there's only so much of that that can be 
entertaining. Yeah, I just straight up disagree, hundred <laughs> percent. Like, not like I was. I was waiting. I was trying to hear it out. I was trying to be like, let's see where this is going. <laughs> but like, <laughs> just, nope. This movie is literally like the journey is the friends we made along the way made into a movie. Like, it's not the the cars and the trains. John Candy is just so annoying. <laughs> like, I know that's his character, and he plays it really well because he's just so annoying the sinus clearing oh my god i would have smacked him in the face exactly like i he took his shoes off on a plane like that's not okay i mean again i I don't know actually no no the shoes the shoes i can if you if you take your shoes off and keep your feet underneath but he took his socks off then and he was like swinging his socks around like you you find it so hysterical and i'm just sitting there like being annoyed for steve martin yeah. not steve martin well yeah it's steve martin yeah steve martin sorry but like it's <laughs> it's it's steve martin's reactions to all those things that makes it like it has to be so horrible so that his reactions to it like he can do his steve martin bit and just like be over the top uptight about it just like oh i got his outburst on him when they're sleeping when he's clearing his sinuses and he jumps up and he starts going it's like i I think the reason it's so funny is because it's so earned like he has completely earned (laughs) this outburst from Neil Page and just freaking out on him. And everything he says is 100% true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that it's... it's I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just... Obviously, I would never want to like hang out with Del Griffith. I would never want to be stuck on a plane or train or automobile with him. When Neil Page goes to take a shower, mm-hmm. how did he not notice the bathroom was a mess when he got in the shower or did that happen while he was in the shower <laughs> and did he not notice that all of this commotion because the commotion had to have been made <laughs> john candy is not a commotionless man yeah especially no, yeah. with the mayhem that was left behind yeah i mean like, come on <laughs> you can't get pissed when you get out of the shower if it looks like that when you get in yeah like, also completely forgot you could just smoke anywhere in the 80s oh yeah (laughs) whenever you whenever you felt like it yeah yeah there there were a few like 80s era things that i thought was so funny like the fact that he has to stop at payphones all the Mm -hmm. time to try to call home yeah and like never getting through or whatever it's like not even in the era of pager Mm -hmm. (laughs) let alone text messages or anything yeah um the bit towards the end when he gives his watch to the to the mm-hmm. hotel guy and then he sits down in the hotel room and looks at his wrist to check the time and sees that his watch isn't there and it's like yeah. nobody would i mean obviously you'd probably still care if your fancy right. watch was gone but it wouldn't be like no i can't tell the time yeah. like, <laughs> because my watch is gone it's like that doesn't happen anymore and it is the 80s so uh so you did have to get at least i was glad it was only one like going back and looking at it i was like all right we'll see how kind of um not with the current times the jokes and things are Mm -hmm. and i was glad that there was really just the one like gay panic joke 
Yeah. Of like, we were in bed together and my hand's touching your butt and you're holding my hand and you kiss yeah. my ear. Like, oh, we got to be manly men. Yeah. Oh, talk about the bears. The bears. <laughs> hell of a team. Hell of a team. Like, I love that bit. You're but at go the all same the way time. This year. Yeah. I was, I was just reading about that. It was like, technically, because he says, like, oh, did you catch that bears game last week? Oh, yeah. Hell of a team. Hell of a team. Uh, somebody went back and looked and like checked it out. Like, well, Thanksgiving that year was this day. So the last game that they would have been able to watch was this game that they won 30 to 10. So they mm-hmm. did look really good. Yeah. It was and, a hell uh, of a game. Yeah. And they also, they went to the divisional round in the playoffs. They didn't go all the way though. Mm. So it's like, ah, oh. but that was pretty good. But yeah, I, I was glad there was only really the one in terms of like, mm-hmm. like uh, really bad like yeah. uh, of the times like sexuality or other weird jokes you know because mm-hmm. uh, it's like even even like later uh or they make a joke in uh, brooklyn 99 about it uh ace ventura and they're like oh yeah it's a really good movie and it only becomes overtly transphobic at the end <laughs> Where it's like oh god yeah oh so like I was afraid there was going to be more like stuff that I didn't really remember. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, is there, is there a bit? But it's like, nah, it really, it's really more somewhat harmless hijinks as opposed yeah. to like. Except for destroying a fucking hotel room. I completely forgot room. they did that. Like, I completely forgot that they back into it before they leave. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I guess, you know, they'll get away with it because they didn't put any credit cards down. Yeah. <laughs> That I had that thought too. Like, oh, yeah. that is convenient of carrying seven hundred dollars in cash as a normal 80s. thing. I, I know. don't know, businessman, eighties. Yeah, <laughs> I that that blew my mind. Like seven hundred dollars in cash in your wallet. Yeah, just because. Just I mean, up. I guess if you're traveling, like you're gonna have, you'll probably have multiple expenses along the way. Yeah, eighties, so cash is more prevalent. Yeah. And also, this movie definitely made me never want to, like, grow up and have to commute and shit for work. Like, that whole opening sequence of, like, trying to find a taxi to get mm-hmm. from one place, it was just like, oh, my God, this seems like a nightmare. Yeah. This is horrible. Why would anybody do this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was always very, New York. Yeah, I was always very grateful that it's like we could, like, as a family or what whoever could, like, drive into the city mm-hmm. and then drive our own way back with our own vehicle. Like, we mm-hmm. did. It's not like... It's like, oh, no, we don't have a car. We just take taxis and buses and shit everywhere. It's like, that seems horrible. Yeah. People suck. I don't want to be near them all the time. Mm-hmm. Also, is there not a subway near where he's at? And does it not go to the airport? Because, like, that. I mean, I have no clue how the New York City yeah, subway I, works. <laughs> I don't either. So. Yeah, it seems it seems odd that a taxi is his only form to get to yeah. the airport but at the same time i have no way of disproving that mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like uh, i will say to talking about taxis um easily one of my favorite jokes in the history of movies is in this movie and it involves the taxi not when he's chasing after the taxi not when uh, when he buys the taxi from that mm-hmm. jackass who's like any man would pay 50 dollars for a taxi but certainly pay 75 like what an asshole mm-hmm. uh not that part but it's when steve martin is looking at john candy in the terminal at the airport and he's trying to place where he sees him and then it literally is him behind mm-hmm. a taxi door in the airport terminal doing that shocked face mm-hmm. where he just goes like oh my god 
that, that fucking kills me every time. Just the fact that it that it uses like it's not just a flashback to the shot. Mm-hmm. It's in the scene is him behind a door that's just there. I loved it. I love that. That was a good little bit. <laughs> it's like six hours max to St. Louis mm-hmm. from Chicago. I mean, it doesn't make any sense anyway because they wind up passing a Wisconsin state trooper on their way back to Chicago from St. Louis. So it's all sorts of goofy. There's no, I didn't there's even no... realize that it was a Wisconsin state trooper. Yeah. That they know Chicago. Like, why, why is it geographically well, incorrect? See, the issue is that there's a three-hour cut of this movie that nobody has ever seen. Okay. Because John Hughes just went fucking ballistic when he was filming this. And he wrote a gigantic screenplay and he shot like 600 million feet of film or something crazy. Like, I don't know, some, some crazy amount of film okay. shooting it. And when they put it together the first time, it was like three hours plus. And it was like, well, it needs to get cut down to something manageable. Mm-hmm. And so out came this like 92, 93 minute long movie. So there's surely some stuff that yeah. has been lost that would connect a few of these sequences that seem a little more disjointed. Um, obviously not saying like, and that makes it okay. Yeah. But it's just like, there's, it's like, this is what they could get out of it. Okay. Essentially. This was what they, they were able to put together to make a coherent 90 minute movie out of a three hour long movie. Like, Oh shit. I, we have to somehow compress this. Yeah. I don't think I would have been able to watch three hours of this. Like there are definitely, definitely movies. Could. There, there are movies that I can watch three hours of, no problem. Mm-hmm. I don't think that this would be one. Because, again, it's just like I commuted to Chicago mm-hmm. for like a couple years. Mm-hmm. That's enough. <laughs> I, I mean, I took I, trains for school, too, and all that. Like, I I commuted plenty. I know. <laughs> but I don't need to watch a movie. <laughs> it just it, it baffles me because it seems like more like it sh- you should like relate to the movie and be like yeah it sucks right because that's what the movie's saying it's not like the movie's yeah. saying like isn't this great isn't this so much fun <laughs> like it's literally a, like a trip from hell <laughs> you think you'd be like yep i get it yep no i i get it <laughs> i just I don't want to relive that part of my life. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to live their life in this sequence. That's not much better. I will say my favorite scene of the movie was when they were getting drunk in the the like second motel room. Mm -hmm. That was when I the yeah I just wrote love their hotel room sleepover. Mm -hmm. Like later in the movie, they did seem like they're in a camp. (laughs) Yeah, and that that moment of candy. Like laughing his way into the bathroom and then opening the door just to peek out and laugh some more and then close it again <laughs> is is peak John Candy. You can only imagine that he did that. Like it wasn't yeah. like, oh, and then you open it again. He was just like, wait, <laughs> and just did it. That scene was was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I got to say, like, obviously it's not a it's not a case of that you don't understand john candy it's like you've seen plenty mm-hmm. of john candy it's not like it's like this is something new that you have to like yeah get used to but it's just like something about john candy makes that role work for me so much because it's like no matter how sucky he is as like a roommate riding companion all of that he just has this underlying sweetness to it where you know it's not malicious 
You know what I mean? It's like it's just it's one of those people where it's like you're being so annoying, but oh my god, you're just trying to be nice or you're just yeah. trying to be friendly or you just want a friend or something like that. So it's like it, he's completely Steve Martin is completely justified throughout the movie giving him all of the shit that he gives. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like there's yeah. not really a point. I, I feel like in when they do the first argument in the hotel, the first hotel room, mm-hmm. and he like starts tearing into him, it does feel at a certain point. Like I, I couldn't tell you the exact line, but there's a point in that where I wrote down like, "Holy shit, Neil is like really digging in." Like I, I completely understand being like upset. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, fucking this, fucking that, fucking you're clearing your sinuses. Like it's so annoying. But then at a certain point, it just felt like he was going too far. Mm-hmm. Because he started almost like kind of repeating himself and just like digging in at him as like a a person and like a human being. Yeah. You know, it's like as it's completely true, the whole like, you know, uh, not everything is an anecdote. You have to discriminate, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, okay, there you go. You got your point across with that. But then later he's like, next time you tell a story, here's a here's a tip. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. And it's just he really Mm -hmm. starts digging into him. And then he has that little, you know, speech about like, "I, I like me. My wife likes me and all that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that obviously is meant to make you feel for him a little bit. But most of the shit he gives John Candy in the movie is completely warranted. Uh, other than that first one, especially because he then, like, crawls back into bed with him. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> just like, oh, okay. And it's like, you feel bad, but you're not going to say anything about it. Like, that you may have overstepped a bound there a little yeah. bit, Neil. Uh, but it's like, okay, whatever. You don't really hold it against him either, though. It's not like by the next scene you're like, oh, you know what? That Steve Martin's a jerk for saying that. It's like, eh, it was coming. Yeah, um, it, it was fully warranted. Yeah. Um, and I just, it's, I, I feel like Steve Martin's character feels it as well, where it's like as annoying and as as terrible as he is. Like, you know, like when when the, when the train breaks down and he goes and he helps him picking up the, the case because he's just mm-hmm. like dragging his steamer trunk behind him. I was fully expecting that to pop open because they were carrying it upside down. <laughs> I was like, that's like, come on, just just let it happen. Let's go. <laughs> you know, uh, but I I think I really felt it by the end there. Like, I, I don't know. It, it did feel earned to me that he invites him in to that second hotel room yeah. when it's like, I'm getting my room. You can get your own room if you want it. And then kind of realizing like. I'm literally leaving a man (laughs) sitting out in a car with no cover in the snow in the winter. No cover, no windows. Yeah. And I think what uh, gets to me about that whole sequence and John Candy's character in general is that he doesn't like fight it. Mm -hmm. It's not like Steve Martin goes like, I'm getting my own room. You get your own room. And then Steve Candy or (laughs) Steve Candy, John (laughs) Candy, you know, like freaks out on him like oh you ungrateful jerk blah 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 you should let me in blah he's just like yeah well i did it again that whole speech in the car about mm-hmm. like i've done it again i find someone and i push him away and i'm a big jerk about it and all that and he's just sitting there and he just he just accepts it and it's so sad and so seeing him invite him back in i think is what makes that second hotel room scene so great is that it's like they've kind of both realized like yeah we've we've both sucked <laughs> especially towards each other this whole trip but we probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for either <laughs> you know it's like we'd be yeah. stuck somewhere um so that definitely that works for me and I, and I think that's that's one of the things like if if Dell's annoying you know habits and things 
are too annoying for you, you're not necessarily going to feel it. But if like, you know, if, if, if you take the ride that the movie is like trying to aim you towards, then I think it feels a little more like, I, I, I guess in, in defense of the term boring <laughs> is what I'm getting at is like, if, if, you know, if, if you don't like him and you're annoyed by him and you're just like, ah, and you're kind of out, then it's like, well, okay, then you're not, then, then just, you know, it's not mm-hmm. your ride then, you know yeah. what I mean? Then you're just like, all right, whatever. So you're not necessarily, I don't know. I'm trying to find a way to put it. That doesn't sound like a jerk. I can see why it would be boring if you don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, again, that just sounds like, mean. No, no, I get it. And I am not offended. <laughs> right. Um, and it's not that I like don't care. Like it's, it's more like the way that you were saying, like John Candy isn't really meaning to be the most obnoxious person. Right. He's, He's not like a proud asshole or anything. Right. But that almost makes it worse for me because it's like, I feel bad about being angry because he doesn't mean it. <laughs> like, oh, uh, it like it's like customer service flashback. Like, ah, uh, mm. they don't they didn't mean to sound like a bitch. <laughs> But that was a really bitchy thing to say. <laughs> so it's it just I feel bad for disliking him because, like I said, like he's he doesn't mean to be a like leech uh-huh. and, and a mooch, and uh-huh. he just is right. So I I don't not care. I just don't care as much as everyone else does. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. So that's why I, you know, I, I did enjoy that little, the whole little bit of him sitting in the car and like talking to Marie, right? I think that was her name. I forget. Um, and then, you know, getting invited in and that whole little scene of them drinking and saying where they're going with the drink they're having. Yeah. Yeah. It does the Jamaican <laughs> accent. Yeah. <laughs> like five years before Cool Runnings. <laughs> I did enjoy that. And then, you know, I did get the, the heartwarming you know, of Steve Martin looking out the window and then telling him that he's going to freeze out there and the mm-hmm. look that John Candy gets <laughs> like that. That moment is is like, that's my favorite little part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Other than that. <laughs> I mean, what about it's not, I mean, like, it's not like the rest of the movie was complete garbage and uh-huh. I hated every moment of it. Uh-huh. It just. It didn't keep me as enthralled. As I had hoped. <laughs> I just, I just don't know. Like watching it again, I was, I was on, I was just kept noting about how every scene at least has a little bit of something pushing it into the next one. And, and is just like, has a, has a good gag or two or whatever in it to like keep it flowing. So like quickly and just like, ah, and then they're here and then they're there and then it moves on and this and it just felt like a nice, like briskly paced funny movie. I don't know. It mm-hmm. just felt like it was the exact opposite description of what <laughs> of what you said. Like I guess the gags just didn't go over as well with me. Now knowing that there's a three hour cut of the movie, I, I cut it a little bit more slack, but mm-hmm. the fact that they're driving from St. Louis to Chicago and they have to switch drivers like three times. <laughs> 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 At least twice. Because like it starts off with John Candy driving because he almost hit Steve Martin. And then for a little bit, it was Steve Martin driving because then John Candy was fucking with the seat. Yeah. Which, what kind of, 
I fucking love, 80s dude, seats, is, the I noises love, it was making. I mean, that's clearly just like movie, movie right. servo noises. It um, just, but dude, that that, that whole seat bit was so fucking great. <laughs> exact opposite word of what you said. <laughs> like that, I I I can't get over that one shot went like because you know, he's going forward and backward and fucking with it, and Steve Martin keeps telling him about it. Uh, and then when it somehow shifts horizontally and it shoves John Candy into Steve Martin's yeah. shoulder, oh my! It's like the it's not. It's the like tiny little absurd moments like that that just flavor it so well. Like there's so much of this movie that is just sort of like mundane, like doesn't this suck mm-hmm. life stuff. But then there's just enough of that like, wait, what <laughs> moment kicked in like right in the midst of it. That I think is great. It's like a joke just of someone like, yeah, he messed with the seat and he broke it is one thing. But the fact that it's like such it, it's a super 80s like mm-hmm. joke of it going yeah. like so haywire that it does things that it can't possibly do but i just it's like that's just that's just part of the charm of the movie like the movie wouldn't be the movie that it is if it wasn't all 80s <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like it can't it, maybe you, that's where i'm missing it maybe i just don't appreciate the 80s as much as everyone else i mean it's like i don't feel like that movie I mean, maybe you could get away with a movie like that in the 90s. Like, I don't, I don't think a joke like that would fly in a movie like in the 2000s or to 2010 or any of that kind of stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like they're, they're so much more grounded now Yeah. where it's like unless the movie is going like full bore weird absurdism, mm-hmm. then you'll never get a joke like that. Yeah. But in the 80s, they it seemed like they had a, a, a pretty fast and loose way of playing with that kind of joke where it's like this movie's pretty realistic all the way it's like but then the seat just like flies over to the really it just like shifts horizontally like yeah that's ridiculous put it in there or they're fucking between the trucks and their skeletons for a second and then candy is the devil for a moment and like it's so absurd out there that it's just like I, i i can't not love it it's so it's got such charm to it i had a few notes about that whole driving scene (laughs) <laughs> like, uh, how did Steve Martin not wake up when the car is like swerving oh, all yeah. over the road? I love. I thought he. Well, I I didn't realize how. Like, for one, I forgot like how many times it spins. <laughs> but also, I forgot that John Candy is like screaming the entire time, and then he wakes up. But it's mm-hmm. like again. I just. It's like I, I hate to just like constantly be like pointing up to it, but it just feels like eighties. Yeah, eighties. Like an 80s movie it's a john hughes movie it's like he's gonna do he's gonna make it funny and he don't give a shit if it like you know what i mean it, it's like uh it's like the old story that uh oh what the fuck movie was it oh uh it's like the joke about uh armageddon it's not really a joke but uh that ben affleck said to michael bay he was like wouldn't it be easier for them to train astronauts to drill mm-hmm. than to train drillers to be astronauts? Mm-hmm. And Michael Bay was like, shut the fuck up. And yeah. that's the answer. That's what it feels yeah. like so much. You know what I mean? Like if anybody in this, you know, writing it or reading it or doing the, doing anything about this script, if they were to say to John Hughes, you know, like, but wouldn't he have woken up already before this thing started? And he'd be like, how about you fuck yourself? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you would just be like, this is the joke. That's what ha- he wakes up. And then he's like, what happened? Like, oh, almost hit a deer. It's like, it's like mm-hmm. it has to, it's, it's, it's crazy. And it has these wild things. It's very much like a, um, 
fucking like a lampoons movie you know what i mean like one of the vacation movies or something where it's like crazy weird outlandish shit happens even though it's kind of supposed to just be you know it's like it's just a yeah. family on a road trip I... but zany shit happens all the time like yeah. that's that's that era of comedy that is what they were doing all the time but i do understand like that if it's not really part of you know if it's uh if it's not part of your palette already then it's probably hard to yeah. to like really hone in on like the flavor of it of just being mm-hmm. like it's like mm, this seems kind of weird anybody else and it's like oh no 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 that's the point and it's like oh okay yeah uh all right Eight, the <laughs> you know. 80s might be a hit or miss of mm-hmm. comedies for me no oh my god i did right when they were driving in to chicago in the freaking semi or whatever uh-huh um like chicago looks so tiny like the just the fact that that's chicago from like 30 years ago now yeah exactly like there's so many more giant buildings Mm -hmm. it it looks so little like a teenage chicago cute little chicago (laughs) also quick thing i've never really looked into it ever but it seems like something that they use in movies all the time um that the whole like magic fingers bed you know mm-hmm. you put the thing did those really exist i feel like i've I... never seen even like the remnants of that in like a really old motel where it might have been back in mm-hmm. the day it seems like if they ever existed they've been wiped clean of the earth yeah that's that seems like something i've only seen in like movies or cartoons or tv shows yeah never in real like, life ever like anvils yeah maybe <laughs> maybe i just don't go to cd motels that include them which is like hey cool yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it just feels like a made up thing for. It, it really seems like it could be either one. Like either it's just. <laughs> Only in the seediest places yeah. or never existed ever. Yeah. Did you uh, did you notice uh, the kid? Steve mm. Martin's son. Yes. He uh, was later on Boy Meets World. OK. I was going to say he was in Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes, he was. Yeah. I never really watched in, Boy Meets In between World. the two. <laughs> yeah. But I, I didn't. I've never really known that. Like uh, he was just a little kid, yeah. And I never really registered that it was the same kid. So watching it again, I was like, "Oh, holy shit! It's a kid from." <laughs> I almost said Jumanji, no, but no, it's the kid, <laughs> kid from uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Wrong Robin Williams movie. Also, did you catch that Steve Martin's daughter was named Marty? Sounded yeah. like he was pronouncing it very specifically with a T. Yeah. And I was like, "What? What is her name then? Martha? Marta? Why would he call her Marty?" Yeah, I don't know. It seemed like a really weird name for a girl, especially in the 80s. Yeah, especially if it's just make it Martha at that part. At yeah, that it really point. seemed odd. Like, oh, also, in terms you keep talking about, well, keep talking about, like, you, <laughs> you, you just won't shut up about <laughs> the, the cameos. Um, but did you recognize uh, Martin Ferrero? Remind me who that is. He was the he was the clerk who took their who took the watch at that second hotel. The the, okay. the skeevy guy behind the counter. That's Gennaro from Jurassic Park, the lawyer. Huh. Huh. <laughs> Did not place that. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, and in terms, I mean, I guess because yeah, literally, your 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 decision to not like this movie <laughs> um, has ruined so many of my notes because it was really just supposed to be like, hey, remember this funny part, and then you're supposed to say, yeah, you remember that time. Yeah. Um <laughs> sorry. 
I just uh, I just keep reading it and laughing. And I guess I'll just do that by myself forever. <laughs> um, uh, but when it comes to like the ending there, I, you know, I know at that point, I'm sure you were just done with Del Griffith and all of that. Mm-hmm. But I even when I was too young to really like care about it all that much, it still struck me that sort of twist ending it's like that his wife is that he just doesn't have a home at all okay like he's essentially he's home he's a homeless widower and so it's just like that was a huge shock as a kid uh watching it again sort of you know picking up on the clues ahead of time because you know i know it Mm -hmm. uh did you did you sort of see that comment did it seem obvious to you because obviously i have no way to know if it seems obvious because i know it so it's like (laughs) yeah But um, I assumed his wife was dead when he was talking to her in the car at that second hotel. Mm-hmm. I wasn't surprised by the homelessness. I didn't. <laughs> I I didn't like. He guess seemed it. homeless to me. <laughs> no, I well traveled. I guess uh-huh. like it, he he seemed more like a nomad. Yeah, and like his when he said like that he hadn't been home in years, mm-hmm. like that seemed like a, a complete possibility like all he does is travel mm-hmm. like so it, it didn't entirely surprise me while i was watching it it made me think about like thanksgiving movies mm-hmm. and the fact that there really aren't any mm-hmm. and i guess the conclusion i sort of came to was that like the whole point of thanksgiving is kind of like be happy and be like grateful and yeah. you know be, be with people that you love and blah 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 spirit of christmas or spirit of thanksgiving whatever <laughs> um and you pretty much get that same kind of stuff in a christmas movie yeah. you know what i mean it's like it, they're not that but it's different it's all bright and colorful exactly. and you're buying presents and yeah. it's snowing and mm-hmm. you can you can get like i mean you really just put them up against each other and it's like turkey uh cornucopia uh pilgrim hat versus <laughs> santa claus christmas tree snow you know all that kind of shit Stars, and it's just like, lights yeah it's like what looks better what you know what i mean mm-hmm. you get songs if you yeah. do a christmas movie you know what i mean like you can use a whole bunch of fucking songs and shit there's a whole a bob's burgers thanksgiving movie yeah to do a thanksgiving song and make an actual one because i was thinking about like there's that quick scene where it cuts back to that like pageant Mm-hmm. That uh, that his kid is in, and and they're like singing a Thanksgiving song, and I was like, "What the fuck is this? Yes. When has there ever been a Thanksgiving song?" I was confused by that as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I could have looked into like what it is. I'm sure there's like one out there somewhere, but you know, you, if you do a Christmas movie, you get so many songs. Mm-hmm. You can use all sorts of music. There's this whole vibe of, around the holiday that just like is more cinematic than Thanksgiving. So it's like I get it. Mm-hmm. Um. But that's kind of why I feel like it works and why I really like it for this movie is like, it's not like Steve Martin is trying to, you know, because, you know, there's a little bit in the movie about him talking about like, you know, uh, you know, I spend too much time away from home, you know, mm-hmm. and, and when his kids are at home and they hear that he called, they're like, flight's delayed. Like they know mm-hmm. the, the routine. Yeah. So there's a little bit about him being sort of like a bad dad in a way kind an absent of. father yeah what's great is that they just want him you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. they literally they just want him at home for thanksgiving 
It's not like one of those fucking Christmas movies where it's like, oh, the dad is going to find the right toy for mm-hmm. the kid to, you know, a real like materialistic approach to it. Yeah. With this and with Thanksgiving, since there's no gifts in Thanksgiving, it's literally just like, just be here. Just come over and be here, you know. Yeah. So it, it, it kind of, it helps it feel a little more meaningful. It being focused around family, like it definitely suits the holiday mm-hmm. really well. And the fact that it all comes back to him being home with his family Mm -hmm. and like sharing the holiday with his new friend, Mm -hmm. like who doesn't have a family to go home to, like it is very wholesome and heartwarming. Yeah. And I think it's, it's a little bit, it's not that it's necessarily more difficult to do. It's not like, oh my God, writing a Thanksgiving movie is a fucking, oh (laughs) man, to try to figure that one out. But it at least doesn't doesn't leave you such like easy moments Mm -hmm. that christmas movies could like you could only imagine if it was a christmas movie yeah and del griffith comes in at the end and like at some point one of the kids like hands him a present with their name crossed off and they wrote del on it instead like yeah so you have a present too mr griffith like a real obvious easy moment like that like you don't really have that because it's it's just thanksgiving it's just Food and hanging out (laughs) Um, and football. I guess a good thing, too, is that, like, the rest of the world isn't thanksgiving out. You know what I mean? Like, if it was a Christmas movie, everywhere they go would be Christmassy. Right. You know, they'd stop at a rental agency and they'd be dressed like a fucking elf. Or there'd be, you know, icicles (laughs) or there's a Santa outside or something. You know, everything would get completely Christmas-ified. But when it's Thanksgiving, it's just like... What? It's just fucking Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no craziness. It's just that travel sucks and there's somewhere you got to be. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the perfect putting a, a roadblock between your character and where they need to go. Thanksgiving is the best time to do it at because it's like everyone's traveling. Yeah. So travel sucks. So getting also, anywhere. And I mean, Fourth of July, but then you don't have the snow as an, yeah, an you, adversary. Yeah. It's, a har- it's harder to justify the flight's not going yeah if it's summertime yeah like yeah storms sometimes do that but it feels that feels less realistic than o'hare being closed for fucking snow because it's like yep there you go that's just a tuesday for us (laughs) let me guess did a plane slide off the runway again (laughs) our annual plane sliding off the runway (laughs) i think that's gonna have to wrap it up uh popcorn for dinner this week this is jeff and kelly uh, have yourself a happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and uh, I guess we'll see you next week. Hey.